welcome to episode 41 of the Alan Badger podcast. My name is Tim and I'm joined by my very good friend Helen. We are two Christians who are seeking to understand the world around us through a biblical worldview. We want to encourage our listeners to apply critical thinking to current events and pursue truth as we seek to live for Christ. Good evening, Helen. It's been a busy week. How are you doing um, late um, this evening? Yeah, it is a bit late. I'm I'm doing good, thank you. Yes, a little bit tired, but... Yeah, you, you, yeah you've well. had... You've, um, been podcasting as well how many extracurricular podcasts um which is <laughs> yeah. which is really good um so we'll have to have to share that uh on 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 uh, on the telegram channel soon yeah. did, did you enjoy it it was really good to, to yeah, you well, Luke have a chat it was on youtube which is the first for me so yeah premiere yeah a little bit um didn't know what to expect yeah went quite fast actually it's only an hour quite a quick one Oh, that's good. That's really good. Well, yeah, do encourage um, our listeners to to have a, a listen to that and watch that. And uh, I'm sure you'll be really uh, spurred on by what um, Luke and Helen uh, chat through in that one. So I'll put a link in there. We wanted to get this this podcast in. It's not going to be a long one this episode, but but for um, most, if not all of our listeners will be aware of um, the rapidly changing it seems situation that is in israel and uh, it's actually it's coming on for two weeks ago now isn't it the 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 attack the initial attack um on israeli territory by hamas fighters on the 7th of october um where towns and a number of kibbutz which are which are communal settlements like a like a farm basically and there was a music festival as well and hundreds sadly lost their lives they were killed and uh, um, well over 100 people have been taken hostage back into gaza and it's really triggered quite um, a serious situation in what is already and historically has been a very volatile part of um, part of the world. And uh, it, it, it felt like it was very much out of the blue, wasn't it, Helen? Yeah, yes. It, it just kind of suddenly, um, I mean, I don't watch the news, listen to it about once a day. And um, yeah, it, it did come out of the blue and it seemed particularly vicious you know as the reports were coming in um just brutal brutality sheer brutality it wasn't it wasn't attacks on i mean there were attacks on soldiers but it was um attacking like you say festival goers men yeah. women children old young yeah it was it's been it's been pretty 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 appalling actually um I, I i think one one of the things that we can't help but but make a comparison to it, it in some ways it feels very similar to when russia started its um military uh operation invasion whatever whichever term you're comfortable with in ukraine uh, do you remember back in uh, february uh, 2022 mm. where we literally went from talking about covid and having all the covid stats one day and then that was switched off and ukraine was switched on and it's this has been a similar thing ukraine is now a kind of very small headline in the news you have to actually look for it now if you want to find out what's what might be happening there if of course you actually do go by what is uh, given to us in mainstream media and uh, mm. it, it's, it's noticeable isn't it yeah, it is. It is very noticeable, and um, yeah, it does seem 
exactly like that. That it's the latest, you know, obsession by the media, and and it's interesting to see how quickly it would settle. I wondered how quickly it would settle into and what it would settle into because I thought initially, uh, oh, it's going to be um, sympathy for Israel. And I wondered how long that would last and very quickly it seems to have turned. I had a look today, I was in town and looked at the um, front pages of all the newspapers and and uh, it looked like it turned well against Israel now. It does. It certainly. It certainly does feel like that, and that, that's certainly not a surprise either. And we'll probably talk about that um, in in a few minutes. But I'm always struck by how world events revolve around a country that is approximately 260 miles long and 71 miles wide, and and these are at the the widest. And longest <laughs> points, so mm. it's it's not exactly a big country. It was tiny, and um, within the the nation of Israel, there are two Palestinian territories, which I'm sure most people will be aware of. Gaza is in the south west corner of of Israel, it's like a kind of an oblong shape. And uh, its southern border is with Egypt, and then of course it's 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 got a coastline on a coast on the Mediterranean, and then you've got the West Bank, which is sort of the east, northeast, and uh, southeast around Jerusalem, which which is actually a much much large area, and I think that borders with Jordan, doesn't it? The, the West Bank uh, portion of it. So actually, the, the 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 nation of Israel is 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 quite compact and yet um we world events revolve around this and I, I've always thought that that is is significant do you know what I mean Helen it's it's yeah I mean which which other similar sized part of the world do we focus on none like that no. do we um, it would be like Wales it would it literally it literally Ooh. it literally is yeah. it literally is um Someone uh, by the by the name of uh, Charles uh, Krauthamner said said this: Israel is the only nation on earth that inhabits the same land, bears the same name, speaks the same language, and worships the same God that it did three thousand years ago. And uh, that, of course, is also for some quite a contentious point. I think, and maybe that speaks of lifts the lid a little as to why this is is such a, a key part of the world. But it's it really is the centre of of everything that happens, isn't it? Mm. And that's that's definitely um, definitely shown by by news uh, coverage. Um, so. I think one of the things that would be good to talk about is on on this podcast we've we've tried we've very much tried to encourage our listeners to to think critically um to apply a biblical worldview to um treat with um a large dose of healthy skepticism in regards to the news which you absorb from um mainstream online outlets, TV, newspapers, that kind of thing. And some people might refer to this as a 
an awake movement, I, I suppose. And do, do you think that's another name for it, or should we just go with awake? I don't really like um, pigeonholing things, Helen, but no. <laughs> we've got to find a quick way of describing it. A term, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of another one. I can't. So we'll go with the wake. We'll go with the wake for now. For for want of a better for want of a better term, we'll go with the wake. But what's been really interesting, and and we've said this on a podcast a number of times. So, for example, we we've said, look, with with the conflict in Ukraine, it's it's not when it's not. Um, we don't believe it's it's as the media tells us it is. Yeah. And it, it's it's more complicated, and it, it runs far deeper. And we're not the, the the good guys, if you like, in 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 the in the conflict. And that, and as we've said many times, that's not to say we're not saying that the Russians are the good guys either. Um, in fact, we we would say there are no good guys in 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 that. And I think. What's what's happened here is that is that the same principles are now being applied to the situation in Israel. Is that is that fair to say, Helen? Yeah, I think I think that is fair to say. Yeah, I mean it's a very different situation, um, but um, history has a huge amount to play in it. But I think what's What's different from a Christian perspective, particularly with this situation, is the spiritual significance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is really key to this. But I've noticed on a number of um, commentators, podcasts, channels of people, and and sometimes organisations that that I largely respect, and I think have done a tremendous amount of helpful lifting the lid of especially over the last three years are st- are applying the same principles they've applied to everything else to the situation in Israel and and I think that is a mistake does that does that make sense and it's um, so for example they you know they'll, 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 they'll talk about the cabal or the 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 um the some would call it the predator class or the the elites and mm. how you'll have you know significant jewish families involved in that for example and how everybody is in on in on world events and again there are no kind of good guys you can't support anyone we're all being manipulated and i kind of there's a part of me that understands where they're coming from with that, but I actually think their approach is actually fundamentally flawed and it's actually incorrect. Mm. Do you, do you, what do you think? Do you think that's, that's correct, Helen? Yeah, I think, I think what you have noticed is, is accurate. Um, I think there's, there's a bit of a problem where they see, you know, and and we would agree in terms of where power concentrations of power lie, and there are particular individuals that we've highlighted before. For example, uh, with the World Economic Forum, mm. I mean, one example would be uh, Yuval Noah Harari, yes, um, who is an Israeli who is Jewish by birth, 
but I would say it's about as far as you could get from being Jewish. He's about as far as you can get from God. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and the, and and the thing is with Israel, there's there's the Israeli government, which is one thing. There's the state of Israel, which is another. There are the mm. Israeli people, which is another. And yes. you can't just lump all of those in together. No, you can't. Ab- absolutely, and 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 also, you know, we do have to remember and acknowledge that certainly through through COVID, the the Israeli the Israeli government were were tyrannical in terms yeah. of um, pushing the vaccine onto people. The number of doses that that people were encouraged to have was was quite quite frankly outrageous. Um, and and the amount of coercion that went on there, and they were in many many regards, they were well ahead of the curve, weren't they, in terms of pushing pushing for everybody to be vaccinated. Mm. Um, so I think the reason we're saying this is we're not approaching this from a viewpoint of saying, well, okay, just because um, it's Israel and and it's the Jewish people. Therefore, everything they do is going to be right. We're not saying that at all because because that would be absurd and is is just simply not true. And I think sometimes it's easy to fall into a trap like that. But on the flip side, it's also easy, and this is what hap- this is what's happened in the awake movement, for want of a better word, to to fall into the trap of not applying nuance to the situation and and critically not applying a biblical worldview to the mm. situation. And as Christians, I think it's so important that we do this when it comes to anything to do with Israel. You only have to read the Old Testament, don't you, to see how God's people, um, the people who he promised Abraham, that his descendants would be more numerous than the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this people that eventually came about through through the covenant promise, they they time and time again rebelled against God, didn't they? And yeah. they turned away, and God patiently, graciously um, held out a hand of forgiveness um, and. It resulted in obviously them going into exile, but even that was to draw them back to God. Um, so it's it's in a sense there's kind of nothing new here, is there? In terms of no. <laughs> is a, you know the secular Israel we see today is 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 often you look at the read through many sections in the Old Testament, read through you know one Kings, two Kings, Jeremiah. Um, and and you see you see the same thing repeated and you think wow this is this is this is like a secular almost at some some points almost anti god people they don't want to yeah. listen they want to turn resolutely away um yeah. and i think it's important that we we bear that in mind yes it is and i think it's important that we read the old testament and i think i wonder if um i know in the past i'm i've been guilty of that too i think as Christians, I wonder if many Christians don't pay enough attention to the Old Testament. 
don't read through it and um no. you know it's important to grasp the story of god and his co- god's covenant with his people yeah it's it, it totally is and and the number of number of times sadly and it's always a real sadness when it, when somebody says this they'll say something like well, you know, that was the God of the Old Testament. And you're thinking, yeah. no, it's 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 the same God. And, and actually, I, I feel like saying to somebody when they say that, have you not read the end of the book? You know, yeah. <laughs> read Revelation. If yeah. you if you if you have this idea of of, of the cuddly um if in quotes more manageable God to your own making, I don't know, you've you've really not read your Bible at all. And so, it, you know, we don't want to make that that terrible mistake of thinking, well, the God of the Old Testament was was full of wrath and, and vengeance and the God of the New Testament is all about love. It's like, no, it's the same God right throughout the Bible. Yeah. God doesn't change. He's constant. And that's that's the glorious thing about him. Yeah. And um, his, his covenant with Abraham was for his descendants and the nation they would become to be a blessing to the nations. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that is that is that is the plan. So I think I think it would be good to just yeah, I guess finish off this this section on on the kind of the 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 awake thing because there is there is that feeling, certainly in the news, when when awake commentators or channels um, start to um, talk about the current situation in Israel, there is a tendency for them to actually almost, if you like, side with the, the, the Palestinian side, if you're going to take sides in something like this. And uh, because they, they see Israel as really part of part of the cabal part of the <laughs> the global um technocracy the 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 global uh, one world government system and the truth is it's far more complicated than that and mm-hmm. there's a lot of intelligent people who are actually making some very unintelligent commentary on this, I think, and it, and it seems it's a shame because it's it's ultimately going to um, de devalue the other otherwise excellent work that many of these people have done. Yeah, that that is a very real danger, and I think what we need to recognise in this is that um, the enemy knows that. Yes, he does, and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know he's clever. He's, he's he's very clever, and that and that's the thing. And devious. He, yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, and has been around far longer, and in, in some respects, has got more time on his his hands. Um, so yeah, and and we wanted we wanted to say this because not it's not. Please don't hear this as us thinking. Oh, we 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 just we just know it better, or we just understand it better. There's lots that we don't understand, but we both. Uh, firmly believe that it's vitally important, particularly for Christians, that we apply a biblical worldview to the situation in Israel. Mm. And it's not the same as Russia and Ukraine, for example. 
Um, and and actually, just just as a side note on that, it, it is quite noticeable, isn't it? How we were told very quickly from the beginning, you know, we must we must support uh, Ukraine in in that particular tragic conflict um, because you know Russia has been attacking Ukraine and uh, I- invading Ukraine. Um, but it's it's much less clear cut um, when it comes to Israel. Have you noticed that? Yes, <laughs> it's very yes. very interesting. It's quite subtle, but but very revealing about what's going on underneath. Um, should we talk a little bit about just the just the kind of a t- touch on the theology of this, Helen? Because I think that's key, isn't it? Yes, yes. Well, whilst with the caveat, <laughs> I was thinking. Just preparing for this, um, I'm not an expert on the history. I'm not an expert on theology. Um, but I think it's important for us all to learn as much as we can. And for for us, you know, I think we should take a view. And um, I'm tired of hearing people sort of um, taking what I would say is the, the lazy way out and, and kind of you know, having a sort of wishy-washy, oh, well, you know, there's, um, you know, people suffering on both sides and and not wanting to say anything in case it might upset someone. And I don't think that's good enough. No, no, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. In fact, actually, let, let's let's just let before we talk about theology, let's just talk about the bias quickly because I think that's more linked with what we have just been talking about in terms yeah. of the the awake thing. And so, again, we're recording this on um, Wednesday, um, and it's the the 18th of October when we're recording this. So we acknowledge that when this when you're listening to this, things might well have changed. However, um, sadly, you'll you'll be aware that in in the news yesterday there was reports of a um, a rocket attack on a hospital in in Gaza City, and and it's very interesting notice, noticing how the BBC in particular are uh, report things. So immediately after this attack or news of this attack came out on the BBC's website, they said this. They said. Hundreds of people have been killed in an is in an Israeli strike on a hospital in Gaza City, according to Palestinian officials. The Israeli military says it's investigating the incident. Now, there's been a lot of rowback since that went out yesterday, and um, it certainly seems from what is available that it, it it's not as initially in reported um and some reports say it could actually be a, a a missile from uh from Gaza itself that went went wrong and 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 hit hit the hospital um but it's very telling how particularly the BBC because they have a huge amount of previous on this how they're very quick to jump in and say this is what's happened when it's Israel potentially doing something wrong but when it's the other way round the whole BBC Verify thing wants to jump on the bandwagon and start dissecting everything. Um, and it really does show a um, a bias. Um, and, and in fact, it's on, 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 on the BBC um, website, they 
they did talk about trying the, their issues in trying to verify things. And they said this, they said, it's hard to verify many of Israel's specific allegations. So they're talking about here about the initial attack on the 7th of October. The military wing of Hamas is highly secretive and civilians are reluctant to admit to the presence of fighters and their equipment for fear of retribution. But Hamas clearly does, does try to hide itself among civilians. In a densely populated area like Gaza and facing an infinitely more powerful opponent, it would have ceased to exist a long time ago had it not done so. And I think that's an astonishing thing for a news organisation to say. So they're effectively justifying Hamas hiding themselves or positioning themselves amongst the civilian population, which is what they do. Yeah. And they do that time and time again. And it's an appalling, cowardly way to to fight. And the BBC are saying, well, that's okay, because if they didn't do that, they 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 would have been out of action a long time ago. I, I think yeah. that's an astonishing statement from a national broadcaster that wants to give the impression that it is not biased, that it is impartial. It's it's just nonsense. Well, that's why they've refused to refer to Hamas as terrorists, isn't it? Yes. Because they want to appear neutral. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the BBC look more foolish and more irrelevant um, as each month goes past in terms of world events and how they how they report it. And many are waking up to this, but they resolutely stick to um, often the bile that they just let out. But yeah, it is it is worth really clocking how the media report things, and and also we have to acknowledge from where we are, we don't know exactly what's happening. It is hard, very hard to to have an exact uh, picture of what it, what is going on, and we we have to you know we we acknowledge that. But how things are reported really does say something about what's going on underneath um do you want to do you want to say anything more on that one or um because there's a lot we could say but there is there, there's lots we could say um i was just thinking about the um the realities of what has happened and to me it seems it seems like it's, it almost appears like the media are now saying, oh, well, hundreds of people have now been killed um, amongst the Palestinians. So so it's it's kind of equal now, you know, mm, that they're yeah, equally, yeah. Israel are equally, they're just equally as bad. Um, and then the focus will remain now, I'm sure, on... Um, the plight of the Palestinians, and um, and and then you know it probably won't be long. I think already many have forgotten what happened ten days ago. The yeah. brutality of it. it. Yes, yeah, you, you're 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 absolutely absolutely right. It, it's it's as if the media narrative that is spun wants to allow time, like you say, for casualties, sadly and tragically, to rack up on the Palestinian side. 
so that they can say, right, you, you, the, the, enough's enough now. Israel needs is Israel needs to stop and and to turn the tide of public opinion against the Israeli position. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's it. Um. However, however you want to view it, Hamas does have again a massive amount of previous in terms of misreporting things, manipulating figures, lying, um, facilitating um, um, kind of carnage to give a a view or to to point the finger at malpractice at the other side. And that's not to say that one side gets everything right and the other side is just appalling all the time. Nobody's suggesting that, and we're certainly not suggesting that. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm struck by how the BBC talk about, you know, Gaza being under siege, and yet they make no mention of, of the significant border with Egypt. Well, yeah. if if Israel is putting Gaza under siege, then where's the finger being pointed at Egypt, saying, "Hold on a sec, why don't you open up your border? Why why aren't he, why isn't Egypt opening up, up its border, for example?" Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this this is this is how the kind of the I guess that that narrative that word we're so familiar with now is spun, isn't it? And and yeah. it's worth worth getting a map out and having a look for yourself at Israel, having a look at the West Bank, look at Gaza, look at Israel, and and also make a note of this. Israel is surrounded by countries that really want it wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. And that's the reality of the situation. So yeah, it's it's, it is. it's a tricky and, one. And from the perspective of um <laughs> an Israeli you know if you if you are there and you know that you know the dangers all around you um you're going to be sensitive to to attacks that happen and mm. when something happens like happened 10 days ago um what are people expecting that they just take it yeah i think there's there's a there's um it, it, here's where there has is a bit of a similarity when you look back at what happened with Russia and Ukraine and when people fail to look at what had been going on in the run up to mm-hmm. Russia invading and um the years of um the problems in places like the Donbass and um there comes a point where something has to be done people can't just keep taking keep being attacked um and not retaliate and there are not being consequences to that mm. yes yes and i listened to someone today um and it was very patronizing and and i was just trying to imagine if i if my family were being attacked if here in england um, something was happening where my family were in danger, my community were, was in danger, we were being attacked from a, an enemy from outside. Is it the Christian response to, to just do nothing because we may hurt someone? Is that what is, is that, that's not, I don't, I don't. I, 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 yeah, I, I think, I think we have lost the ability to have 
a genuine Christian response to this kind of thing in this country for the simple reason is that we haven't had to deal with this kind of challenge for such a long time. And so we have a very fluffy, almost pathetic response to things that really illustrates a profound lack of wisdom. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you only have to look at the appalling scenes in London over over this last week, where you 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 could be forgiven for thinking, is this a part? The only this could be a a a, a, a televised newsreel from somewhere on the West Bank or in, in Gaza, except for the fact that there's a cenotaph and there's there's London landmarks and. That awful scene where you had this Israeli man being chased by a mob of pro-Palestinian supporters, and the police mm. literally had to rescue him. And afterwards, this this uh, Israeli man he was saying, I, "Unless the police had rescued me, I I don't think I would Probably be alive." He'd be lynched. Yeah. Mm. Or or there's another one, a Christian. Um, a Christian speaking at uh, it looked like uh, at speaker's corner, and there was a Muslim man there, and the Muslim man was basically saying, "I hate Christians, I hate Jews, and um, if we if we're at war, I would kill you now." He said and, he'd chop his head off. Didn't yeah, he? he did. He did. He would cut his head off. He'd behead him. And and this this is in this country right now. Yeah. And 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 as Christians, we we I think we are now almost incapable of understanding what the right response should be. And it's hard; it's really hard to get it right because it's easy to to let anger take over. It's it's easy to to make the wrong response, but it's also ever so easy to do a cowardly response, which yeah. I think often is what happens. Yeah, we 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 give a cowardly response that um, is basically nothing more than appeasement. I think it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a serious it's a serious problem. In fact, I think I haven't, unfortunately I haven't got it with me now, but I believe it was David Pawson who I don't know if he would describe this as a prophecy or or simply something he he believed could happen. Um, I'm not sure which it is, but but he, his view was that this country would actually become a Muslim country, and uh, for 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 a while now, I've, especially over the last few years, I've thought mm, I'm not so sure that will happen because of the sort of totalitarian nature of of the way things are going, etc. But after the events of uh, last week and. I'm I'm starting to think about that again. I'm starting to think, hmm, I wonder. Um and yeah, it'd be anyway, I don't we can don't want to go too much of a tangent. Well, perhaps <laughs> that will start in Scotland because the Scotland's first minister is um proposing to bring in refugees from Palestine. Well, yes, yeah, exactly. I mean that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna broach this on on this podcast because this is this is a, another contentious subject, but we're not gonna talk about it hugely now. But the issue of Im- uncontrolled immigration in this country is is significant. And again, what is the right Christian response to that? Because the majority of 
illegal immigrants coming to this country, not all of them, but the majority, are young men of fighting age who don't share whatever values you might think are English values. And if you know what English values are, by the way, please write in and tell Helen and myself, because I don't know what they are. I, I, I genuinely don't. Um, but mm. they certainly don't share whatever values you think they might be are not shared. And, and, and that is a problem. And that problem isn't going away, it's just getting worse. And so what is the Christian response to these things? What is the right thing? And these are hard, hard questions that we've got to we've got to really think through. Yeah, um, they are. And and I know we're going off tack slightly and we need to talk about theology, but um I think one of the things that happens far too much is that Christians are taking their lead from the world. Yes. from the BBC, from from what's being said around them. Um, what I heard being said by this person today to, to an Israeli man who was clearly very upset, who had friends and family who had, who some had been killed, who he was clearly really shocked by what has been happening. But he was being patronisingly told by this person in our country, effectively that... Um, well, all human beings are equal and there are bad people and good people on both sides. And, um, you know, this kind of utopian virtue signaling and we must have empathy for people on both sides and both sides are hurting. And, and it was like a, to me, it was like a sickening twisting of your love, your neighbor, which mm -hmm. means you can never do, you could never harm anyone um you know all people are equal you must love everyone equally uh, refusing to accept that evil exists almost you, you've got it's it's you've got to accept their values isn't it it, it there's a difference between accepting somebody as a person as somebody yes. made in the image of god there's a difference between that and accepting the values that they hold yes it's possible to separate the two out yeah isn't it Yes. Is that is that the kind of thing? Yes, and and you know, obviously, every human being is precious and made in God's image. Yeah, but if we say that, therefore, that means, well, well, effectively, it would mean that nothing can ever happen. We can't, we can't have ever have any difference between anybody. No, and and, and that and that's ironically what you see with. Um, the whole trans movement or the LGBT movement is is this kind of smoothing out of actually we there are no differences and or or differences should be celebrated that there's no differences of opinion we just accept everybody's differences and yeah. it's just it's it's very insidious um and there's no accepting of consequence. And if there's no accepting of sin, if there's no accepting of evil, then there's no accepting that, that there will be consequences to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think the, these are these are questions that as as Christians we should be wrestling out, and we should be looking at our Bible and what that says. And actually, go back to the Old Testament. The Old Testament has lots to say about refugees. 
it has lots to say about the sojourner, the person who comes into your midst from another country. And, and God reminded the Israelites time and time again that they sojourned in Egypt for 400 years. And so they should remember what that was like. So when somebody comes into their midst, they can treat them likewise. But, and this is the thing, they, the Israelites would never compromise what they believed no. for the person coming into their midst. Absolutely not. In fact, they were more to the point. They were to make to include the person coming into their midst, if that person wanted to, to partake in the worship of God. Yeah, and that's the difference. Yes. That's what we've got to start understanding. And I think we've too long. We've gone for the easy answer, and the easy answers we're about to talk about isn't found in the Bible, it's found in the world. And um, shall we move on to the theology? So this yes. will segue us nicely into the kind of last bit of this really short podcast, which is feeling like it's slightly longer than short, but anyway. Um, so I'm sure a number of you, if not all of you listening to this, will have come across the phrase replacement theology. And and very simply, it's the idea that the, the, the Christians – um, have replaced the physical Israel. So if you like, the church is the new Israel and that the um, Israel in the Old Testament, uh, the Jewish people as a race, no longer have a, uh, a special part in, in God's plans or purposes. And this um, this teaching has has gained a real foothold in in the church over a long long period of time i think and it's it's very much favored by by many christians who who would see themselves as as being um somewhat intelligent if you like and wanting to uh say the right things and to be seen reading the right books but um i'll, I'll just be blunt and straightforward here i think it's a bad theology um it's not a view that's actually supported by scripture and I think uh, you you might be listening to this and uh, and disagreeing with that, and that's that's okay. But I'll just say, well, read 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 your Bible, and I think this is really key to what is going on in uh, in Israel and that part of the world, and for us as Christians to have that understanding. Do you, I mean, are you familiar in terms of as you look back, Helen, do you, do you think back to times where that's been been a thing in churches you've been a part of or or you've heard Christians talk about this? Because it seems to me like it's very much almost like the accepted norm. It's almost like theistic evolution um, yeah. in terms of a theology that, that people don't really talk about, but yet but would say quietly, well, yeah, that's what I think but really they haven't thought it, thought it through. Yes, that's I think that's think exactly it. it. I think it hasn't been thought through by many. I think it's um, not probably talked about that much, but I think there quite often is a quite lazy sort of, um, like you say, talking of, of Israel or maybe maybe when when talking about Old Testament passages, then, then quickly flipping across to the new testament and just 
drawing a quick conclusion, well, you know, well, that's effectively, you know, now that's fulfilled in the church and on mm. we go, focus on, focus on the New Testament and. Yes. Yeah. It, and, and it, and it is, I, I think in order to make that the kind of replacement theology viewpoints work, you have to do what, what I just loosely term as theological gymnastics. Basically, you have to, instead of building your view on, on, on the entirety of scripture, you might pluck the occasional verse and build a theology based around that, which is, yeah, I think, a bad danger. thing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always, it's always, um, tragic and amusing in, in equal measure when, uh, a church might think, right, we're going to do Romans. We're going to do a series on Romans, and they're plowing through Romans, and they're saying, "Oh, this is this is this is you know the jewel, the jewel in Paul's crown of of letters, and all this kind of thing." You hear from uh, from a pulpit, maybe on a, enthusiastically on a Sunday morning. But when we get to the end of Romans eight, we're going to have a pause now, and we're going to go back into uh, maybe one one of the Gospels. And the reason is. Many churches don't want to go through Romans 9 to 11 because that makes it very clear that Israel still has a part to play. And the wonderful, amazing truth that as believers, as followers of Jesus, we are drawn into God's salvation plan. And let, in case anybody's listening to this and really not clear, their salvation is only in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Being a Jew won't save you. Okay. <laughs> we're not saying that's really, really, really important. What but what we're saying here is that that the Bible clearly says, clearly teaches through its entirety that God has a plan for this nation called Israel. And that plan will continue to be worked out because God is faithful and God is consistent. And we should remind ourselves that Jesus was a Jew. Exactly. Salvation comes <laughs> through the Jews. Yes. So we should not be quick to just discount it because I think that's a grave error. And yeah. we want to encourage you in this, we really do. Well, and it's also, it's only by God's grace that we have been grafted in, those of us who are yes. not Jewish, who are not Messianic Jews, it's by God's grace that he's let us in so, yeah. so that we can be a part Absolutely. of that amazing covenant that he has with Israel. Absolutely. And, and it's exciting as well because we start, to, instead of limiting what we think, scripture might say say we have we're actually lifting a lid on it we're we're saying wow look at god's word look how we can see literally see with our own eyes at this point in time how god's word is being fulfilled mm -hmm. and that is astonishing genuinely is astonishing um and so yeah we we think this is this is hugely significant but the reason we're mentioning this is because and this is why we want to, this is why we continue to do this podcast is because to understand what's happening in the world, we have this amazing book, God's Word, the Bible, which doesn't tell us all we might like to know, but it certainly tells us what we need to know. 
and um, we need to be paying attention to it. We need to be looking at what's happening in the world through the lens of what the Bible says. And whenever Israel is mentioned, we need to be paying very, very close attention. Um, yeah. I think that's something that is critical and something that I have learned particularly over probably the last, I would say, decade or so, is how important it is to be reading scripture and keep on reading scripture. And the more, a bit like when I've said before, the more, the more I, just in general in life, the more I know, the more I realise I don't know. And it's the same yes. for me yeah. with scripture. The more I immerse myself in God's word, the more the more astonished I am at how much I don't know or don't understand or how much, because the Holy Spirit constantly, um, you know, is constantly teaching us. It's That's why God's word is called the living word, because it is alive and God speaks to us today through it. Um, and just back to the, the YouTube that I did with Luke, um, which is on, it's looking at Mary and, and I was thinking about that particularly because of her. And and there she is, right at that point. I mean, a Jewish lady, Mary, um, and right at that point of the incarnation when um when the Holy Spirit comes upon her and she is going to give birth to the Savior of the world. And at that point, she um she sings her, her song, the Magnificat, Mary's song, um, and it is steeped. It, it comes from her great knowledge of scripture. Mm. And it's this beautiful point, which it's like a prophetic song looking forward to what is going to happen through the Messiah. But looking back at the promises that God has made um, through Abraham and um, through his seed over those generations. And that, for me, the lesson is, and the inspiration that I take from Mary, is how important it is to know Scripture. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole of Scripture, right from Genesis through to Revelation, and how amazingly it it is so intertwined you can't just take a little piece and because it's it's just you know god amazingly uses this collection of writings all together to speak incredible things yeah yeah he does and and that's that's such a great reminder helen it really is and just to yeah that thing of looking at the entirety of god's word letting scripture interpret scripture. Um, and yes, some things are hard to understand, but ask ask God, ask him for understanding. He loves to give us understanding. He loves to give us uh, that wisdom we need, as it says in James. Uh, and we believe him when we ask him. That's really important as well. Uh, we believe that we'll receive it. And uh, God is gracious and good and loves to give, it, give that to us. Um, look, I mean, do, do you want to say anything else on this on this particular subject? I mean, it's a massive subject which we've sort yeah. of 
I, I feel like we're sort of some almost stones skimming across the surface a little bit, and we want to acknowledge that because we're not we're not in any way, shape, or form uh, saying, like Helen said earlier, we're not, we're not claiming to be experts, uh, but we do know what we believe, and we want yeah. to encourage you, our listeners, in that. Um, but we also want to just underline the fact that we are only doing a light touch on this. Um, but because it is such, it feels very key and very current at this point yeah. in time. We just felt it's important to do get get a podcast out on this one. Yeah, I think one thing I do want to say. I think there's a very grave danger. In fact, I think we're seeing it already of um, anti-Semitism, um, and and anti-Zionism is a word that's being used mm, as well. But I think yeah. it effectively is anti-Semitism. Yes, we're we're seeing we're seeing uh, there is that's always been bubbling under the surface, hasn't it? But it but it's very quick to come to the surface when when something like what is happening now happens. Mm. Um, and again, it's it's something it's something to 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 look for. Um, remember that Satan hates God's people. Yeah. Christians and Jews, um, and you know that there is there is a significance in what's happening, which is worth paying attention to. Um, but yeah, um, do you want to finish? Should we finish with a, a scripture? Yes, that's always a good idea. It's always a good idea, isn't it? Got a few, not sure which ones. Which ones to choose, actually? <laughs> um, I might read a little bit from. What do you think, Romans? Yeah, I, I go for I go for Romans. We mentioned Romans already, obviously. And, yeah. And, uh... Yeah. So, um, Romans one verse, um, starting at verse sixteen, says, "I am not ashamed of the gospel." because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. And then a bit later on, uh, Romans 2, verse 9, there will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, and then for the Gentile, but glory, honour and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Yeah, yeah. Those are really great scriptural reminders and about God's, uh, God's faithfulness, but also the fact that Jew and Gentile, God brings together in the Lord Jesus Christ and it's only through Christ that we are saved it's only in Christ mm. that salvation comes and God's covenant promise with Abraham still stands and we are seeing that being outworked before our very eyes uh, today and uh, I think it's important to um, obviously pray for the situation, the Bible instructs, instructs us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jesus also um, tells us, as we've said a number of times in this podcast, in Matthew 24, about there'll be wars and rumours of wars. 
And and crucially, something really important he says here. He says, uh, he says these things must happen, but don't be alarmed. So I think we need to acknowledge that the things we're seeing they must happen. We don't want them to happen. Not saying that, and we shouldn't be alarmed, and we should be praying for the situation. But we also have to remember these things must happen because Jesus is coming back. And uh, he's coming back to reign. And uh, it's going to be quite something. And uh, we'll see the full significance of, of Israel at that point, I'm pretty sure. Um, right. Oh, one thing. We'll, we'll link to that. There was a really, we, we put a link on our Telegram to, um, I can never remember his first name. I should I should know his first name. Messages in our time chap. Um, Stuart. Stuart. That's it. But a really good um, uh, blog video from him. But there's also a really great one uh, with Dave Brennan from Brefos, who yeah. we chatted to a few podcasts ago. So do do check that out. But we'll put this this these two links in the podcast notes because they're yeah, really they're very good really good really encouraging and they go into more depth about what we've just really touched on today yeah. so we hope that this is encouraging to you we acknowledge that um uh, you might disagree and that that's fine that's well within your right to disagree but but we would uh hope that you go to scripture seek out the truth in god's word allow god's word to shape your worldview don't allow the world to shape your view of god's word that is massively, hugely important. Yeah. Right. Um, do share this podcast with those you think it would encourage, challenge, um, and spur on. You can find all the, the links in our link tree and uh, including Helen's Substack. You can also support the podcast. You can buy us a coffee, which is always massively appreciated because it does, does cost us a little bit of bit of um, moolah to, to to run this but we're very happy to do that because we believe it's worth doing and we really would appreciate your feedback as well is that it helen i think that's it yeah right okay well we'll see you on the next one yeah bye the owl and the badger